Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. In this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about boot camp, poetry, and we talk about modern poets. Hello, welcome one and all, and those who are watching this during, after, I was going to say before, but you can't really be watching it before because we're sort of... Before, I can suddenly watch it. What? What? They've got a time machine, and they've miraculously. That's all the tenses, you know: past, present, future, now, after, before. Sort of the natural connection of all things. You've gone very philosophical very early on a Saturday. It's not that early. Lunchtime. It's lunchtime. Yeah, I've done. I've done a boot camp. What you done at morning? Not a lot. I've been reading. Oh, what have you been reading? Keats poetry. Keats. Well, what I was looking your... up. Yeah, your... I don't know. What's your favourite Keats uh, poem? He did one about the nature of sonnets. That's quite good. I think it's that's the title of it. Um, but I I kind of like get fumbled up with the language. Um, and so I prefer like the more modern stuff with the language that I can understand better. Well, like, give me give me your favourite Keats poem. I don't know them off the top of the, my head. Oh. They're like fourteen lines. Oh, I mean, I like Keats, but he's no Spike Milligan, is he? Let's be honest. I mean, like, yeah, Spike he's, like he's no he's no Nikita Gill. Like, no, that that is true. That is true because Nikita Gill's a poet of the last decade, and uh, Keats he's still was around. Going. She's still going. She's still she's still banging them out. She as, as, as she does with her poems. Um, uh, I don't think that's a terminology they use in the poetry world, is it? Banging them out. Banging them out. Um, but um, uh, when was Keats knocking around? Banging them out. Romantic period. Yeah. When was that? Late eighteenth, uh, early nineteenth. And what was so romantic about romantic period? Oh, it's it's not really what it means. It has a different meaning. It's sort of like um, looking at like the power of nature and stuff like that, and oh, okay. sort of an emphasis on emotion and feeling and stuff like that. It's not necessarily romantic feeling, but rather just emotion. Human emotion. Human emotion. Is it really? I didn't really. So, what period of time was that? Uh, I want to say late night, uh, late 18th to early 19th, but I could be really wrong. Um, oh, you, are you googling it right now as we're recording the podcast live? Is that what you decided today? Began roughly 1798 and lasted until 1837. Uh, thank you, Wikipedia and Charlotte for searching that. I, I really appreciate the uh, the. Telling us when well, the romantic I, period was. I didn't want to say it and then it'd be wrong. Yeah. Um, you and could have said around, like, around a particular period of time, couldn't you, I suppose? I did, um, but I still wasn't certain, so... Fair enough. Fair enough. And who's the poet, Charlotte, that you read and you go, not for me? It's... <laughs> So the one you're reading a book on at the minute. I'm just really reading like selected stuff, but yeah, the language yeah. I get fuddled with and 
Yeah. He talks about, oh, I don't know, I don't really like using the structure because it limits my muse, and then uses the structure. Yeah. Is it, he was, you know, the problem with Keats, he was inconsistent, wasn't he? He was just, he was all over the show, Keats. He mm. was just, he just didn't stick to the rules and yeah, then he like, stuck to the rules and then. But that's the thing about poetry is that it, by nature, it follows some rules. But I think with Keats, it was just like, you follow so many of the rules and then object to the rules. It's like. Exactly. He was a bit of a he was a bit of an idiot when he came. So let's be no, honest. he was a good poet. I just don't understand his work, and that's on me. Okay, it's your fault you don't like Kate. Yeah. Okay, who do you like? The Kate or Gil? Who else? Um, I've got well, obviously Harry Baker. Uh, if we're talking spoken word, Harry poet. Baker, yeah, definitely. And that Eminem, you a fan of Eminem? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think rap is poetry? Yes. Or rap can be poetry? Yes. Who who would be your favourite rap artist? I don't know any. You're not into like... <laughs> it goes too fast. I can't do the... Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. But there is a... I mean, my favourite at the minute, I like I like the Stormzy, I like a bit of Dave. In the Fire by Dave, when I was training for the marathon last year, was my go-to running track because it was... Um, uh, it was clever, it was poetic, it was meaningful, it was a banger of a running tune. Um, so it ticked all of the boxes. And I'd like to start, Charlotte, with an unofficial question of the podcast. It's not one that you've come uh, come out with. But listeners, viewers, wherever you're consuming this uh, uh, podcast recording, I'd like to ask you, what's your favourite rap tune? I want to I get that in early. Um, so what is the favourite rap song? You know, is it Gangster's Paradise? Is it Rapper's Delight? Is it The Message? Are you going old school? Or is it like the Stormzy's Mill made me do it? Is it Dave? Um, Dave has got an, an amazing track on his first album, Psychodrama. Um, and I can't remember it, uh, the name of the tracks um, uh, lost to me for the minute. But literally... Dave, I think, is one of the best modern-day storytellers um, uh, of, of any medium, but using rap as a medium is 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 amazing. Are you not a fan of any rappers, Charlotte? Not really. No? Who do you reckon's the best modern-day storyteller? It, it really depends on your medium, doesn't it? Yeah. Because I think who's who's the, who's your medium best modern day storyteller? <laughs> that was so cheesy of a joke. <laughs> um, yeah, but I I remember like we've had conversations before where it's like we like this person because they are good at weaving a narrative, or we like so like when I first started getting back into Lucy Spragan, me yeah. and like that's a, that's she's a great storyteller. She is yep. an absolutely amazing uh, end of the world is particularly good on that, isn't That's, it? Yeah. Um, I like love the, it. I can't remember what the name of it is now, and it's about them going to this um pub or a bar. And it's yeah, end like, of the world. No, no, it's a different one. Um I'll find the name of it. I'll get oh, back yeah. to it. 
Um, and we are here again live uh, to promote the Climate Project book. Um, I'm getting excited now because it is actually coming out on the 17th. Ross might send me a little text to confirm that, but I think uh, I've got that right. Oh, so we've, got, we've got five days to the launch of the book. It's all very exciting. Uh, I graduated yesterday as well, so that that was that was all very good. Um, so I'm having an exciting week. Not only am I, am I have I eventually got to my own graduation, and it was lovely taking granddad and, and mum, but um, I'm talking to you, Charlotte, not our listeners, because I didn't take our listeners' granddad and mum. That'd be uh, that'd be weird. Um, but it was nice to go along, celebrate the hard work, and I mean, celebrate the fact that I made it there before you, which I'm I'm over the moon about. Yeah, I've got three and a half years left. Mm. Well, I'm actually four weeks, no, three weeks off the end of term for my first semester, and then I'm done. That is, that's gone quick, hasn't it? That's gone. Yeah, quick. and I've still got some assignments that I've got to work on after my lectures are yeah, done so, for the semester. But so, question one, uh, under the visual version of the podcast, is um, who's the best? Oh, I've lost my visual version of the podcast. What was the first one I came up with? I can't remember. Let's say who's the best other visual uh, storyteller of all time. Who's your favourite rapper? Is other visual question of the podcast too? And then we've got some of the visual ones that Charlotte's come up with. Do you want to tell it to our listeners, viewers, readers all about those? Readers, anyway. Um, well, I was writing these uh, over uh, a nice hot mug of uh, coffee. So I first thing that popped into my head was I have a favourite type of coffee. I wonder if anyone else has a favourite type of coffee. Tell us about your favourite type of coffee. Mocha. Hands down. Mocha. Hands down mocha. Is it the chocolate bit combined with the coffee bit? It's my two favourite drinks combined. Is it? Who doesn't love a coffee? I know there are people out there who don't like coffee, but I'm not one of them. I absolutely love a coffee. Who doesn't love a hot chocolate? I know there are people out there who don't like chocolate at all, which seems a little strange, but I can understand that some people just don't like certain things and that's completely reasonable but I really love them um, and it just combines the two and it's great um, so a chocolate of, of chocolate <laughs> chocolate man um, a chocolate I've done it again I've done it again I can't stop saying the word chocolate even though it has no meaning at all a chocolate <laughs> And coffee combination, <laughs> Ch- uh, chocolate and coffee combination is what you go for, yeah. Amazing. And uh, would you go for a? Would there be a flavour of the chocolate? Are you going for dark chocolate? What's the best? Milk. Just standard milk chocolate, yeah. 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 Sounds. Sounds good to me. So, what about you? What, you a favourite flavour of coffee? Hot, strong, like wet. ball. <laughs> uh, hot like lava, strong like ball, wet like the rain. That's my favourite type of coffee. <laughs> wet like England all year round. <laughs> wet like dreary old England. Uh, I didn't say it was dreary. I like the rain. Well, well I this um. 
the the favourite um, start or one of my favourite starts to any song is um, uh, Just Jack Writer's Block. Right? Have you ever yeah. heard the start of Writer's Block? And he's just got a woman going, "Oh, I'm sitting." There, having a cup of tea and just looked out the window and it was raining and I thought, dreary old, dreary old England. England. And then and then it and then it kicks into the song, um, which is absolutely amazing. But uh, yeah. that's, that's that whole album is just oh, good. Genius. I mean Jazz Jack. I know I can picture it in my head. I'm trying to remember which one of the songs in my head. Well, it's got um, it's got a number of amazing, amazing tracks. The one, the, the most famous song from that album uh, isn't Writer's Block, Stars in Your Eyes, um, but the best Jazz Jack song, the one that you like the most. I, I quite like some of his more recent stuff, but the one that you like the most is um, The Day I Died, isn't it? That's it. That's not that on that album. That's on the, his next album. Um, yeah, you uh, always play writer's block for me, but the day I died is the sort of such a good song. It is a good song. Good that that song. is an amazing piece of storytelling. That is a brilliant piece of storytelling. Um, so we've got uh, what's your favourite type of coffee? We've got who's your favourite rapper? We've got um, who's a great modern day storyteller? Um, do you want to ask the Next question, because I'm trying to work out what your next question actually means. Um, so you know, like you buy stuff you need, right? Yeah, I've paid. And then some. And then some... Veins. Sure. Um, and then sometimes you buy things you don't need because you like them, and they make you like, happy. Like what? Well, like stationery and dice. So what are you putting in the necessity pile and what are you putting on in the nice dive pile? Um things necessary for life. Like food <laughs> sustenance. Um I guess that's the big expenses as well. Food and sustenance, is that all you're buying while you're up at uni? Yeah. <laughs> What's in the sustenance? Oxygen. Um, juice. Um, juice. So, so tell, me, tell me a bit about what would be the thing in, on your list that is a nice ad, not a mouse ad, that's the most. I bought myself some revision cards, and I'm very happy with myself. So, um, study cards. Look, look at them. Look. They're cool. Look. They're cool. And I bought them because I keep having random thoughts during the day and then losing them. And so what I do is I have a random thought, I write it down, and I come back to well, it later. Well, let me tell you about this. Which is not a necessity. But... Producer Ratz and I had, an inf- had, a, had a conversation the other day. Um, and we both said we were going to get ourselves remarkables. Now, now, do you know what a remarkable is? No. It's like a um, writing pad, digitised writing pad. It feels like paper, but instead of you just writing on it and then and then sort of um, uh, 
uh, like having to use another pad or anything like that, it basically converts all, all everything you write onto it into a digital document so that you can view it. So it means you can use it forever to write notes and um, it just well, digitizes that, everything. I think a piece of tech might struggle with your handwriting. Well, we'll see about that. We'll see how we get on with, with Remarkable. I mean, if it explodes after I start writing on it, you know, it's like sort of, it's it's not for me. But I've got 100 days to send it back. So if it does struggle with my handwriting, I'll just bin it back after a week and job done. But yeah. Is that is that what you would count as sort of the thing you'd sort of spend the most money on or sort of like tech? would be your um, big spend. Well, uh, interesting. So tech's a big one for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else, to be honest, because I'm not a travel. Spend quite a lot of money on travel. And um, socialising, I think, is probably my big one. Yeah, I don't spend money on socialising. Like, no. You, you, you socialise, but you just do it on a budget, don't you? Yeah, I spend maybe like... 360 a week. That's very, it's a very specific socialising budget. Well done. Lemonades at the union. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's what you know. That's, that's, that's how you know you're going to spend as little as possible. My big um, spends are stationary, and um, I bought myself some dice because they were pretty and they were discounted from like £12 to £3. And I was like, So oh, your stationary budget is bigger than your socialisation budget. Is that what you're telling us? Well, this cost me four quid a year. <gasps> so your it is, it is. It's, yeah. it's, your stationary budget has been bigger than your socialisation budget. I think Russell is being sarcastic in our group chat. Well, why is he being sarcastic? Producer Russ, what have you got to say for yourself? He's, he's putting comments. Um, I, I Russell's in fits here. Podcast gold. I don't know whether that's Russell's comment or um, or somebody else's, to be honest. But we'll uh, we'll see. So questions of the podcast. Who's your favourite rapper? Who's your Who's your favourite modern day storyteller in any context? What's your favourite type of uh, coffee and what is the thing other than a basic necessity that you buy most of Charlotte spends £3.60 a week on socialising but £4 on stationary big spender um, and what would you name a plant if you had one now what have you got a plant and what have you named I've it I've got four um, I did have more but I left all my fake ones with so right um I did buy one more when I came up here because I had a plant sale um, and I had to go for reasons um, and I was like, oh, I might as well get one while I'm here. So I've got four. So I've got four plants uh, and they've all got names because they have to, um, you know. Oh, we are waiting for the names. Um, Lavinia. Lavinia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go on. Um, she's outgrown her pot, but is too big to be repotted, so she right. has to stay there. Um, June. Surely, off. surely she should be called Seymour. <coughs> there was Seymour the plant. 
No, Seymour was the guy. Seymour was the guy. Then what was the plant called? Audrey 2 or just Tui. Maybe. Uh, tell me you've called one of your plants Audrey 3. No. I've got Lavinia, Martin, um, June, named after the month I got her, and September, named after the month I got her. June and September? Yep. Where would well, you get a book on original names or something and then chat in the bin and thought, I'll just pick the month? Christ. Right. I, I'm what? pretty sure half of my devices think I'm eternally like having children because I'm on baby name sites so often for like character naming and stuff. Now you're starting to worry me. You are on baby name sites often. Have you got something to tell me, Charlotte? <laughs> no, because, like, I do this thing with my characters where every character's name has a hidden meaning. And so, like, I have a, I spend a lot of time looking at different names and their different meanings. Um, so I get a lot of, like, oh, this means this and this means... And then I use those character names for characters. Yeah. So, so what name do you think is the most underused in modern society? What name would you that you've read in one of these baby name books to get characters uh, names for your characters? Mm. I am forty five. I am too young to be a granddad. All right, just to just to let you know, forty five is no age to be a granddad. I need to wait till I'm at least sixty for you to do that. So, if you wouldn't mind waiting until your mid thirties. That would be amazing, right? Number one. Number two, as you're reading through these baby books to find names for your characters, what... Um, Dad, you put it in quotation marks, like, this hasn't been a habit of mine for five-plus years. <laughs> names of your characters for five-plus years. Um, I'm just... I've, I just I'm going to completely use random quotation marks now <laughs> throughout the podcast, just in completely the wrong places. So you say that your name is Charlotte, but mm, yeah, um, it, you know what you know what Charlotte means. Or petite and feminine. <laughs> yeah, there there wasn't much nominative determinism on that one, was there? Let's be honest. What does Chris mean? I don't know. You've not looked up your dad's name. Is that what you're telling me? No. Oh. I know so that like to... Barrett means wise woman, um, and oh. Lucas means light bringer, um, and Abigail means father's joy, and it's stuff like that, you know. What does Russell mean? What happens when you kick a bunch of legs, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, literally, I re I do remember that joke. What's the name of the boy who, ro who rolls around in a bunch of leaves, Russell? What do you call a man uh, with a paper bag on his head? Russell. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you call a man who would love to comment on the fact that we're telling Russell jokes, but he can't because he hasn't got his camera on? <laughs> Russell. What do you call a man? <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently, it, uh, now Russ has designed to put rude comments in the, in the WhatsApp chat that I can't read out. On a uh, on a popular um, kindness related podcast. With his own name. <laughs> um, um, so so, have you, is there any uh, jokes related to Charlotte or not? Not 
not really. What a boring name, Charlotte. We you chose it, isn't it? We, we've got boring name. Why have you got such a boring name? Wasn't my choice. If you had to pick a more interesting name for yourself, what would it be? Oh, good question. I'd have to pick both, wouldn't I? So I think you'd need to, if you were changing your name by depot, you'd want it to like be, I don't know. Yeah, because um, like if you had to pick like your main character name, because main characters have always got, you know, killer names. What would you what would your main character name be? Ernest. Mm. Eric. Eagle. <laughs> Ernest Eric Eagle is my um what would yours be? I don't know. When you said Ernest, my brain was like, oh, he's gonna go like Ernest Wise as his like the full name. Oh yes, Ernest Wise. That sounds like uh, uh, Ernest and Wise. Um no, no, that just Ernest Wise, as in Wise is the surname, Ernest is the first. Um, I'm quite like that. What would yours be? I don't know. Hmm. I'd have to look up baby name meanings. Oh, well, here we go again. <laughs> Christ, we're back on the baby names. Um, and that Ernestina, I mean, you're, it's lucky your name's Charlotte, because as we've already said in your house, my my granddad said that your name should be Albertina. Um, and you dodged that bullet. So 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 that was that was very lucky. Um Mars I have an obsession with the name. Araminta. Araminta. Yeah, it's the name of some um, goddess, I think. Um, right, can I um, can I tell you my latest um, story uh, story name? So you know, I went to um, graduate today, um, and the guy who was doing the introduction said, um, "Okay, just so I get your name right." Okay, please, if you've got an unusual name, um, let me know uh, how you pronounce it before you get on the stage. So I thought, right, I need to let this um, let this guy know what my name is. So he's pronouncing everyone perfectly. There's a, there was a, a Japanese lady who was graduating. She he pronounced her names perfectly, and I'm thinking as I'm walking up, this guy's a pro. He's got this. I'm going to say to him, Chris Dames, and he's going to. Uh, sat perfectly, and as I collect my um, as I collect my certificate and badge and all all that sort of good stuff when you graduate. So I got up there, and uh, I said, "Just so you know, it's Chris Dames." And he looked at me, Charlotte, and went, "Got it, right?" I was like, "Cool, what's up?" As I'm walking in the middle of the stage, halfway across, please welcome Chris Dames. I was like. What like what, what what is going on? That is like that is an easy thing to do. So I get off, sit down, and go. I can't believe he's got my name wrong. No big deal, but I can't believe he's got my name wrong. Um, uh, and I wonder how many names he's gonna get wrong apart from mine. None is the answer, Charlotte. Well, you there don't know a, that he might have mispronounced them. And like just no Did one... it with such confidence that nobody realised. Yeah. Yeah, that, that might that might be the case. But the the weirdest the weirdest thing was 
there was a South Korean lady who had uh, graduated, and it sounded so perfect the way he pronounced her really complicated name. I just can't believe my um, simple description of my name had got wrong. Just could not believe it. A um, couple of things that I'm going to talk about before we before we wrap up. Um, if you're watching this, the reason we're doing these lives, and, and we, we're doing lives sort of uh, a few weekends now, um, because uh, we did loads during lockdown, didn't we? And if you don't know, the Kindness Project podcast goes out um, to um, everybody uh, once a week on Spotify, iTunes. Um, it's an audio um, platform where we, which we use to share stories of positive news in the world. You can find every single episode we've ever recorded at www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. Um, and yeah, we've just shared amazing stories of people doing brilliant stuff for about five years now. Now, what I wanted to do at the start of the Kindness Project is write a book. That's done, and that is out, excitingly, on Thursday. So we'd love for you to pick up a copy, and uh, wherever you're listening to this, um, uh, we'll make sure that it's in the notes for the show, uh, a link to where you can pick up the book um, and make sure that you can, uh, you can uh, read about how you can be a little bit kinder in your life, uh, the amazing inspirational stories of all the people we've talked about who are kind. And, um, yeah, uh, and it's we've tried to make it really fun, entertaining read as well. So that's why we're here. Um, I think we'll make this a short bunch on that, and we'll end it there. Um, have a lovely day. Have a lovely uh, remainder of the weekend, and we'll see you on the Kindness Project soon. Bye. Bye.